Welcome to Building and Protecting Your Business Worth podcast. This podcast is about sharing strategies and ideas to help business owners build, protect, and transition their businesses for the future while creating more balance in their life. Your host is Thomas J. Perrone, CLUCIC, and president of the New England Consulting Group of Guilford Incorporated, consulting business owners for over 50 years. Welcome to Building and Protecting Your Business Worth. Hi, I'm Tom Perrone, and I'm your host. And this podcast is all about learning strategies to build your business, to create greater profit, but to create also an abundance of leisure time so you can enjoy what you're building. Today, we have a wonderful guest, and I would like to introduce to you Mark Levesque, welcome to Building and Protecting Your Business Worth podcast. Mark, how are you? Tom, doing great. Thanks for having me today. Well, it's my privilege, Mark, uh, because this is such a timely issue to talk about. And we're kind of getting away uh, from the normal format today because today we're really going to talk about benefits but what's happening uh, in the country with long-term confinement and these costs. And I talked to a lot of employers and they're looking for ways to create benefits for their employees, but they're also looking for ways to protect themselves because uh, business owners have a lot of hard assets. And if one of their family members should be, uh, stricken with a long-term confinement, they have financial issues they have to deal with, let alone themselves. So, Mark, you're going to educate us on a lot of stuff today. And uh, before we get into it, though, Mark, let me introduce you to the audience. Um, uh, I, I'm uh, very privileged to uh, to know Mark because we met Mark a couple of years ago, and he he came to us and helped us out in our group. But Mark is a resource coordinator who provides in-home assessments, connections to services, and assists with long-range planning, in most cases in the times of stress, uh, navigating the healthcare and the social systems can be overwhelming. I've seen it in my family, but Mark helps us guide people through this very complicated maze, and it keeps on changing And Mark, as you know, uh, I'm in the field and I kind of touch these conversations in your area, but it is an ever-changing situation, isn't it? It is. It is. I mean, you really have to stay up on the news and um, talk to a lot of people. Um, I'm I'm big on on talking to different vendors, different service providers, because they're they're boots on the ground and they know the, the, the trends and what's the up and coming. So I think it's critical that you stay informed. Yeah, and my my uh, Mark is at Mid State Medical Center. That's where his office is, but it's part of the health, uh, Hartford Healthcare Group, and they're all over the state and great resources. So, Mark, at the end uh, I, I, on the show, I'll put all the contact information that people need to get in touch with you because. Uh, if I was listening to this podcast, I'd take out my pencil and start uh, obviously jotting down some things you're going to say. So, Mark, let's get into it a little bit. But before we get into the nitty gritty of it, can, tell us how you got started in this profession. Yeah. So, you know, I have an, a, a varied and, and, and diverse background. So I actually started off in business. So I, I have a, an undergraduate degree in finance as well as accounting from Bentley College. And then I worked in 
uh, consulting in personal trust banking for a number of years. And then uh, in one of the business downturns, I ended up kind of retooling and getting into exercise science. I uh, got a master's degree there and worked in uh, the acute care setting, working with people with heart disease, with congestive heart failure, with diabetes, really people with a disease state, and then got into wellness coaching. And, and as luck would have it, um, this Center for Healthy Aging was created, created in 2004. Um, and I actually, before I worked here, I was a client. Actually, I went to the Center for Healthy Aging to help guide me and my aging parents on kind of the next steps of um, kind of care and, and living situations. And out of that, I gained an appreciation for what the center could do. And as luck would have it, um, I was given the opportunity to work here. And I've been here for almost 12 years now. Um, yeah. So ultimately, I think, you know, again, I have a skill set in business as well as healthcare. But I think ultimately, my skill set is helping people find solutions to problems. And it's my focus is on customer service, you know, and everyone is a customer, as you know. So it could be my clients who we advise, the physicians that refer to us, and the partners that we make referrals to. And, and you've been such a great resource to our business and personal benefit planning group, which is can, consists of about 10 individual business owners that specialize in insurance and planning and these type of things. And we use Mark is like our um, uh, signed up member of the group because we go to him. As a matter of fact, just a uh, we had a situation in Texas with my family and Mark stepped in and gave us a, a tremendous amount of resources to work with. It was nice of Mark to do that. Mark, what trends are you seeing impact in, in this area of long-term confinement? Uh, we were talking earlier about the cost over the last 20 years. What's going on with it? Yeah. So, I mean, it's, I mean, first of all, you know, we'll talk about COVID and its impact on kind of senior care um, and just care in general. Um, you know, certainly we're seeing our seniors are, are more isolated than ever. Um, we're seeing that folks with a dementia, their disease processes are accelerating. Um, and interestingly, uh, we're finding that more family members are becoming caregivers versus hiring caregivers or um, having folks go to day programs or assisted living. Again, during, during this COVID crisis, because uh, you know, family members are now working remotely, or sadly, they may even be out of work. Uh, so certainly, currently, we're seeing a decreased census in some of those uh, alternate care settings like day programs and assisted livings and even long-term care. Um, they've definitely taken a hit in their census, but they, they are starting to pick up now as hopefully we're coming out of uh, the, the, the heart of this COVID pandemic. Um, but it, it's you know, so I think what with, with long-term care, it, it, it is expense, can be expensive. Um, and we talk about costs a lot and talk about funding sources. But again, at the end of the day, we just, we really do want to make sure that people have the right level of care that they deserve in the place they want to be ideally um, at the proper time. Um, so that, you know, that's, that's the kind of the balance and the challenge of, of what we do is the education and the consulting and then laying out the, the hopefully a roadmap or a plan. 
Yeah, and and the cost is is what it's going to be, and we can't control that. But it's really uh, the care, and you're absolutely right because um, you're not going to discount care for uh, saving some bucks. But but what do you think would be key issues in your field right now? So, key issues. Um, is getting a sense of what the public is willing and able to do. Um, you know, we, we have these assisted livings and we have these long-term care um, and we're open for business, but if people have decided, you know, I'm going to age in place, well, we need to meet them where they are. So we need to be nimble in terms of, uh, again, getting a sense of what people are, are willing and able to do and try to, to modify um, you know, our offerings to meet them, uh, you know, whether it be through telehealth, which we're seeing um, is expanding to looking at tech, increased technology in the home to keep people safe and, and monitor them before there's a crisis um, and learning to, to help modify homes to allow people to age in place safely. And well, and that's, that's a good point. You know, you, you're just get every other industry, you need to be very flexible on changing because things are changing so rapidly, huh? Yeah, no, we can't be a buggy whip company. You know, we need to, we need to be more nimble than that. We need to turn quicker than an aircraft carrier. We need to be a PT boat. And, and let's talk a little bit about uh, why business owners should know more about this subject. Yeah. So um, it's, uh, it's part of, the human experience. You know, we all have aging loved ones, family members, um, maybe even spouses who need help. So that's one thing. So um, to to assist those business owners with their own family members and, and loved ones. But even more so, if you look at um, your employees and looking at the center, which is a free resource as a, a, almost an extension of your, your benefit package, um, where um, if we can help an employee with their loved one, again, their aunt, their uncle, their grandparent, uh, finding the right resources, finding the right services, um, so we can hopefully reduce absenteeism, all right, because now your employees are not dealing with crises at home and even more so maybe even increasing presenteeism. So where your staff is more fully engaged when they're at work. Cause a lot of us have maybe gone to work with a loved one who who's having an issue and we're on the phone all day with their doctors, with their caregivers, trying to manage care from our office. Well, you know, we're, we, we're, we're trying to be um, slaves of two masters and, and that's not going to, that's not going to lead to a productive workforce. So if we can, consult with these folks, put a plan in place. So when they are at work, they're present and they're productive and they're happy. Um, again, we're averting a crisis and we're hopefully keeping people in the workforce. Um, and then lastly, from, from a, a business owner standpoint, um, as part of our consultative process, we um, certainly identify families who can either benefit from a referral to a state or a veterans program that could help subsidize care or refer to one of our legal um, partners or, or financial experts who can talk about asset preservation strategies. 
Uh, you know, you you are a great resource, and business owners should consider having you in to talk to their employee group, especially if they have older employee groups, because it's, it's very good education. And it's something you have to stay ahead of. It's something you can't do at last minute. Um, yeah, you know, it's interesting, Tom, that part of Hartford Healthcare, which is one of the top two uh, health systems in the state of Connecticut, we have 33,000 colleagues, employees throughout the state of Connecticut. And one of the, the kind of up and coming services that that we're starting to offer is we're, we're, we're consulting with our employees, our fellow colleagues who are considering retirement. And we're talking to them, hopefully, you know, once they hit 61, 62 years old, even, and talk about things that they should consider when they're considering retirement, you know, questions they should ask, people they should talk to so they can make the most informed decisions when they retire and how they're going to retire to maximize not only their, their health care benefits, their 401k, their um, social security claiming strategies. Uh, all those things are questions that we want people to at least consider and ask before they actually go ahead and, and put in their notice that they're going to retire. Yeah. And, and really, it's really a good a way to plan you want to plan in advance you don't you know these these take years sometimes to implement some of the strategies and as a planner i know that well so it's good that you offer this and that you're willing to speak to people and businesses about this um so mark do, what is the center for healthy aging can you explain that to us sure so again back in 2004 um in southington connecticut at uh, the Southington Care Center, which is a skilled nursing facility. The staff over there um, came to, to notice that a lot of families were showing up on their doorstep with grandma in hand saying, you know, we can't care for her anymore. And we, they got to go in a nursing home. Um, and they just really needed help navigating healthcare, navigating the options. So they came up with this concept of the Center for Healthy Aging as kind of a one-stop shop for information and resources regarding uh, aging and caregiving. Um, so out of that, those very humble beginnings, uh, we now have 12 brick and mortar centers throughout the state of Connecticut. Um, and we're made up of resource coordinators. So those are folks who do assessments, whether it be in person, virtually over the phone, um, to try to identify a gap in care, like my doctor retired, or I need a specialist, who can I turn to? Or is um, you know, what kind of care do I need in my, my home to keep me, you know, safe and well, or maybe is my house still the best home? And if not, what are some of my options or just future planning? So those are what the resource coordinators do. We also have dementia care specialists, folks who consult with families who, who are dealing with a loved one with a memory impairment of dementia and help them even as a support to teach them the nuts and bolts of caregiving. Uh, they have support groups, they have classes and so forth. Then we have transitional care nurses who can go into the house and do a full kind of one-time nursing assessment. And then lastly, the, and really the only um, service line that is a fee for service for us is our geriatric care management program, where we have nurses who act um, almost like a surrogate son or daughter who can help manage care, help communicate between family and providers and even oversee caregivers in the home. So those are kind of our, our different service lines, again, throughout the state. 
we um, we get referrals from all different avenues. They're, they don't need to be formal. I mean, literally, uh, my, my office is in, in uh, uh, the hallway, the main hallway of the hospital, and I just have people knock on the door, ask, you know, who, who are you? What do you do? And that turns into a referral. Or I certainly get referrals from physicians uh, who send either uh, formal referrals through fax, through electronic medical record, um, from senior center staff, from senior housing, from local uh, police and fire departments make referrals to us. So we get referrals from all different uh, avenues. And um, we try to, uh, again, meet the needs of, of those customers who make the referrals as well as those clients they're referring. And so people should really know that you exist. That's the most important thing because years ago, uh, I think Connecticut had something of the agency for aging. I don't know if they even have that any longer. Yeah, so they do. So, um, you know, we, we, we refer to the, the, the different agencies on aging. Um, I probably refer to the Connecticut home care program for elders, um, half a dozen times in any given week. Uh, so, you know, that's one, those are, they're one of my tools in my toolbox. So the area agency and aging, Medicaid, veterans benefits, uh, as well as a host of, of uh, private pay uh, services. So they're all uh, a tool in my toolbox, all depending on what the job needs to, needs to happen. Let, let's talk a little bit about process and procedures. So let's use a hypothetical. Mark, I have an aging parent. And uh, I can see that in the next six months, we're going to need some help. I come to see you. What transpires between the family and your office? Yeah, well, you're a good planner. So I, I, we, we love those folks. So um, for, for those families who are, are interested, we'll, we'll engage in what's called the, what I call is the what if game. And we'll go through a bunch of different scenarios. Um, certainly the first um, part of that consultative process is, you know, what's going on now? What are your immediate concerns? Cause we want to address those first. So is there a current gap in care? Is there an issue with medication compliance? The, is your loved one, have they recently fall fallen or are they a risk for a fall? Um, is there maybe an issue with the primary caregiver you know, unfortunately, you know, there's a reason my office is in the acute care hospital because uh, really classic cases, uh, families get referred to me because their loved one, let's say the mother who has been the primary caregiver for her husband who is home with a dementia. So the mom caregivers upstairs in the, the hospital here with an acute care issue and the adult children are, are in crisis mode saying, who's taking care of dad while mom's in the hospital? So Certainly, we want to take care of those acute needs first, um, recommending either respite care, uh, whether it be home care, assisted living, um, or other respite care options. And then we, again, if we're in the planning stage, then we do the what if game. Okay, so, you know, what if the house is no longer the best home? What are options? So what are the financial resources that individual may have in place so we can give them some sense of, okay, Assist private pay assisted living is a good option here, or maybe a residential care home is a better option, or possibly one of the state-funded uh, assisted living program is is a third option. To, again, depending on your finances, are you 
did you serve in the U.S. military service? So there are there veterans benefits that you could potentially tap into to uh, help offset the cost of some of these care options. I, I would think from the standpoint of a planner, then more than not, you end up in crisis mode with families that come to see you. Yeah, even, even though we say we're not, and we are not a crisis center. So if you if you call me at 401 on a Friday afternoon, you're, you're most likely getting my voicemail and I'll get back to you uh, first thing Monday morning, 730. Um, but if you call me at 359, we're, we're, we're going to help you out. You know, um, I'm very fond of, of saying that, you know, our, the answer is yes. Now, what, now what's the question? Yeah. So, well, you know, Oh, I'm sorry. I, yeah. Yeah. No, no. Cause people, people here know, or that's not my job way too often. And that's not who we are. Uh, you know, that that's in the core where, where, um, where we find solutions, we're compassionate. We're, our care is patient, client focused, and um, you know, a testament of what we do is is we have families who come to us over and over again for that same individual who their care needs have evolved and changed, and they need to you know reassess. Or maybe we previously talked to them about their mom. Now we're going to talk about their dad. Now maybe we're talking about them. I mean, being here twelve years, I've seen you know the life cycle of families kind of cycle through. Um, so I think those repeat customers um, are really a testament of, of what we do. You know, and, and the other part of this that's so important, and I'm kind of relating it now to family situations. Listen, the children of these elder people are working, they have jobs, they have businesses. And the truth of the matter is many of them don't do any planning until they're into that situation. And that's what I meant also by crisis. So all of a sudden, you know, uh, I have a 90 year old mom and I'm running a practice and all of a sudden she takes a fall and starts going downhill. And I haven't thought of this at all. Um, and, and again, I've seen you in action and boy, you are such a resource to take over because most of the people have not done much planning and then it happens, right? That, then it happens. <laughs> You're real, yeah. So when you get those planners, that's that's great. But they're they're really kind of few and far between. So yeah, we're we're more um, accustomed to dealing with folks in a crisis or near crisis mode. And again, it, it's a matter of just getting a lay of the land. So you know, what are the goals of you know what are the goals? What what are desires? Do we want to age a place? Are we willing to entertain moving? Um, what are the care needs? What are the, the financial resources? And maybe what are the potential uh, subsidized programs that people could tap into? And you know what's what's realistic in the short term? And then what can we do in the longer term? And I know you like to work in teams and your cases are broken down into team and each team deals with something. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so... So we may get a referral from, let's say, a geriatric physician for an individual that has a dementia, a cognitive impairment. So we may get the resource, a resource coordinator and a dementia specialist kind of involved in that case. And uh, so we'll, we'll make an initial outreach to the individual or the family and really determine who needs to talk to them first. Because that's one thing we do find that we don't want to overload um, people uh, in terms of resources or or 
people that are in the house, for example. So if someone has a, a visiting nurse coming in already, occupational therapy, physical therapy, uh, nursing, and then, you know, we call and then the, uh, the VNA social worker called, it, it, it can be overwhelming. So I think we're getting good at uh, getting a feel for the situation and when it's appropriate to, to make that initial call or when it's even more appropriate to wait a week or two. But then we determine, you know, who, who needs to talk to them first? Do they need resources? So they're going to talk to me. Do they need to know about veterans benefits or uh, private pay care in the home? Or do they need to talk to the dementia specialists who can talk about how to overcome those challenging behaviors of, you know, dad's no longer taking his pills and he refuses to take a shower um, or you started to wander. So, you know, we try to prioritize who needs to talk to them first. And then we could collaborate after that. We were on one type of electronic medical record so we can see what the other individual uh, has done. And um, we try to determine, you know, what's next best step. So in that relationship or that team relationship could go on for, for weeks, months, or even years. And, you know, that's important because every situation is so different because family dynamics are different. And, uh, you know, who's around to help the elderly uh, parent who's not. Uh, and there's a lot of division in families when we come into these crisis and, and complaints, you know, but, you know, there's three kids in the family, one's doing all the work. Um, and, and the, the information is, it's critical because a lot of people don't know that there's resources out there that can aid in this situation. And I think that's one of the things you guys do really well is, educate people on where to go and what direction to go, huh? Yeah, certainly. Um, and, you know, one of the, uh, I don't know, I want to say good things that came out of COVID, but one of the, the, um, the effects of COVID is that, you know, certainly we're not, we're doing, we're not doing home visits currently. We will see people in our acute care setting when it's appropriate, but we're using the, the virtual platforms much more often. So we can do those Zoom meetings when I have like, a daughter here in Connecticut and then another one in Arizona and then a son in, in Wisconsin. And we can do a one-time kind of call to kind of get everyone on the same page, which I think a lot of people are finding helpful. And then in terms of our, our education and prevention, uh, we're doing weekly Facebook live events. Now we're doing virtual presentations uh, pretty much every week on a, a topic of, of either planning or, you know, healthy aging, you know, prevention for falls, learning about exercise, um, things just to, to ask your doctor when you have your appointment. Um, so we're, we're trying to be very timely and to, uh, you know, again, be proactive in terms of educating people on some of the, the lifestyle choices they can make so they don't end up in a crisis. Yeah. And you're very effective because we've seen you in action uh, many, many times. Um, so Mark, why would business owners be interested in learning about the center? Yeah. So again, it, it's part of either for their own family members saying, you know what, I am not going to crisis. I don't deal well with crisis. I'm a planner. So I know I have an aging parent. I know I have an, an aging, I have a spouse with a, a chronic health condition and I want to make sure that, you know, my, my plan is in place that I, I have updated advanced directive forms. So we may refer them to an elder law attorney to talk about their wills or estate plans, their, their, their uh, HIPAA forms or do not resuscitate forms even. 
We're going to talk them ab about the cost of, of care and what their options are. Do they have a long-term care insurance policy? If so, let's take a look at it and see actually what it pays. So that could be very, uh, people, I see lots of folks, especially those who were teachers or worked for unions, state, who bought a long-term care policy 20, 25 years ago, and they really have no idea what they purchased or what the benefit is. And, and really the rich benefit, some of those policies they bought long ago that had the 5% inflation rider. So we'll, we'll sit down and look at the policies for them. If it's beyond our scope, we certainly refer to, to our business um, consultants who can um, lead them through you know, what they have and, and, and how they can access that, that really rich benefit. Um, so, yeah, so it's just a matter of, of and, and, you know, example of long-term care. So no one wants to end up in a nursing home, but sometimes people need that level of care. Um, and there are better nursing homes than others. And I will tell you that the better nursing homes, at least in the pre-COVID environment, had a wait list to get in, right? People were waiting, literally waiting to get into some of these nursing homes, two or three years. So one of the, the planning stages that uh, recommendations that we make is that we encourage people to get their loved ones on a number of long-term care nursing home waiting lists. Doesn't cost you anything to do so. It doesn't obligate you in any way, but it does get your foot in the door. I actually had my, my parents on six different long-term care waiting lists um, in the day because I just know the way the game is played. And, and the idea is get your foot in the door when it's not a crisis, because if you wait until it's crisis, you're going to end up in a place that maybe is not so convenient to, to your home and it may be not so good in terms of its overall care quality. You know, that alone is a great tip. And I never thought of it that way about getting on the lists because you could always say no, but you're on the list to get in versus being in crisis mode and you got you got to put them somewhere. Um, you know, that's an interesting... And let me come back on the benefits because a lot of business owners don't realize that they can do more about long-term funding through their business corporate cash flow on a tax deductible basis than they know. So they, they have an advantage in some of these products that can be used because they own a business. Um, so I just bring that up because that's a question they may wanna ask you when they contact you, Mark, that there are programs out there that can be purchased they can be segregated programs, but they can be tax deductible. Very, very good. And our friend uh, Armin Ebrahamian knows all about those things. Who yeah, as a matter of fact, I speak with Armin uh, yesterday, and he's uh, planning on doing a presentation for my group uh, on um, paying for long-term care without going broke. That's the title of, of his presentation. And our hopes is that he covers a number of the different strategies um, on how people, depending on their circumstance, can cover the potential extraordinary costs of long-term care, whether it be from traditional long-term care insurance to some of these short-term policies to the hybrid-type policies, annuity-based self-funding for some folks, or maybe even talking to our uh, qualified other law attorneys about some other... 11th hour strategies to help pay for care and to preserve assets. So that could be an interesting um, presentation folks tune into. I think it's going to be on uh, June 9th and um, you can check our uh, website for uh, how to register for that. 
Yeah, I'll put that on the show notes, too, because I think that'll be a nice presentation, Mark. And so, Mark, just out of curiosity, on the website, you put the events that you're doing? Absolutely. And and we actually, yeah, so our events, um, we have a, a Facebook page also, if you look for Center for Healthy Aging, all our um, Facebook Live uh, offerings are, are archived there. And then, um, yeah, we also put out a, a, a quarterly magazine free publications called My Healthy Advantage that lists all the, the different uh, education programs, presentations, open houses that we, we offer. Um, so if you went to cthealthyaging.org, that's our, our main website, and you can see links to all those different um, programs. And, and we'll put that in the show notes so people can just link to it. Um, so what, what has the effects of COVID had on senior care? Yeah, again, it, it's, it's certainly affecting our, uh, our census in terms of our assisted livings and our short-term, long-term rehab uh, communities. Uh, you know, for a while, we couldn't even take any new residents, even people that wanted to come in that we were not, because of the outbreak, we're not able to take new new residents. Now that's not the case anymore. We're certainly open for business, doing tours, um, but certainly has affected the census there. Um, but yes, people are certainly more um, inclined to attempt to age in place, to stay home, to try to have family help out with care. And if that doesn't work out, uh, explore hiring outside care to come in to, to help out. So I think it's the biggest thing. I mean, for good or bad, people are staying, they're staying home um, and, and they're looking for care in the house currently. Now that, that may change. Hopefully that, that will change again. There's uh, just because you can stay home doesn't mean you should stay home because Sometimes the house is not the best home. Maybe it's too big, it's too isolating, it's too expensive, um, and, and there are, are more appropriate um, care and living situations. And that, that's kind of, we're here to, again, articulate those particular options to them and, and to, to help as best we can you know, make the, those wishes come true in terms of identifying resources they can tap into. Yeah, and you know, you I, I, and there's been some positive things here and that's, that's a few of them right there. And I, I think you mentioned something earlier, you've been able to communicate across the board with the family members, no matter where they are, which in my world, that the communication of the family members is really the most important thing to get going in the right direction and to avoid a lot of craziness and chaotic, uh, um, misunderstanding. So I think that's a good thing. Um, yeah. So here, here's a, here's, here's, here's a question in regards to success. So Mark, how do you, how do you uh, measure the success that you're, you have with your clients? Yeah. So we, we measure success using a number of uh, quantitative and, and qualitative metrics um, from a quantitative standpoint, we track referrals. So referrals to our system partners, whether it be physicians, day programs, assisted livings, uh, home care agency, VNA agencies, rehab networks. So we do track those referrals, as well as referrals to our external partners, whether it be elder law attorney, funeral plan directors, um, state programs, veterans programs. And then we also look at, interestingly, we look at readmission rates. 
of our clients. So on a national level, um, the, the hospital readmission rate is approximately 15% for clients. So they, they were in the hospital, they went home, and within 30 days came back to the hospital, about 15%. Now, we're seeing that our clients, clients that utilize the Center for Healthy Aging and, and hopefully tap into some of the, the resources and services we, we suggest, um, our readmission rate is under 10%. They're really having a, a really powerful impact on those folks that we do touch. Because no, who wants to end up in the hospital? Who wants to go to emergency room at 11 o'clock on a Friday night? You know, so if we can put in some additional care, we can put in some technologies like an automated med dispenser or one of those phone I can't get out buttons. Maybe we can deal with a, an issue before it becomes a crisis, before they need to come back to the hospital. So that's, you know, quantitatively, that those are some of the metrics. And then qualitatively, we, um, we send out satisfaction surveys, both to our, our clients as well as our referring professionals. Again, we talked about the number of uh, clients that return to us uh, year after year for, for advice on uh, their loved ones. And then we certainly get and we, 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 we so appreciate our testimonials we get from our clients. And just a couple that come to mind, um, you know, one person said the center was like a beacon in a storm for me and my family. Um, or you were the angel that we were praying for. I mean, you hear things like that. And I mean, it, it just really bolsters your, your, yourself and, and really validates what we do and what we're doing is, is really the right thing. Well, you know, what I see besides all the things you've talked about and people keep, keep this in mind is that you guys are doing this every day. You know, what's happening. You're like boots on the ground. And I've seen people come into my office and say, well, who, who can you direct me to? Cause I I'm starting from scratch. And in the old days without the, your service, we would refer them to an elder planning attorney. Well, at $400 an hour, to be educated on what's available, if they know all of that, it can be a very costly item. And what I'm finding with your service is that people, if they do it and they're not in crisis mode, can learn an awful lot of what direction to go in just by utilizing your services because they know what's happening, what's not happening. So that educational level is worth worth gold to them, you know? And and it gives them clarity. I think you give people clarity. Yeah, and you know one, one, one of the the uh, we 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 chuckle because people have and continue to turn to us and say, "Doesn't Medicare cover that?" And we 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 learn quite quickly that you know Medicare is a wonderful healthcare program, but it really is just to handle acute care situations for a short period of time. Um, and those custodial care issues, those assisted livings, those long-term care nursing homes, Medicare is not covering that. So that's, you know, part of what we do is at a very basic level is just educate people on who does what and what does it cost and then who can maybe help pay for it. Well, um, you know, you, you, have, um, you, you have such a good uh, resource. You do a great job. Um, and I hope that the people that are listening to this, uh, will contact you should they need 
A, any of the resources, or two, if you're an employer and you do want Mark or his organization to come in and talk to your older group, I think that would be well worth a benefit for them. And Mark, can you um, give us again uh, quickly, even though I'm going to put it in the notes, there might be some people that want to contact you sooner than later, uh, yeah. your, your phone number and also your website. Sure. So our, our main phone number, um, so it doesn't matter where you live. If you call uh, 1-877-424-4641, that's our main number. And um, our uh, administrative assistant will absolutely take your information down, find out where you reside, where you, what your needs are, make sure that you get to the right um, professional who can best meet your needs. And then our website is uh, cthealthyaging.org. And Great. there you can see links to our uh, Advantage News Magazine, to uh, our Facebook page, if you'd like to uh, you know check that out in the different um, live presentations that we're doing now on a weekly basis and uh, things that are coming up. So uh, yeah, check us out. And all, I, I do have to add on a personal note, working with Mark and his organization and helping and have and Mark helping many of our, our group members in with their clients. Uh, this is top notch stuff. They're very good at what they do. And it's something that if you are into that situation, uh, Mark's organization might be the first people you call to get. Uh, your clarity in what you're going to do. And Mark, I want to thank you for spending the time with us. It was really educational and uh, good luck for the future. And thanks for the time. Uh, Tom, thank you for the opportunity. It's been my pleasure. Well, I want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening. It was a good show today. And uh, if you would help us out by subscribing, click a like, uh, if you have any ideas or thoughts that you would like to share with us, please email me at tperone, that's P-E-R-R-O-N-E, at N-E-C-G-G-I-N-C dot com. And if you are a business owner or you know business owners that would like to participate on our show, certainly let me know. We certainly welcome everyone who is a business owner to help people out there that are running businesses with great ideas and strategies to make them successful. So again, thanks for tuning in. I certainly appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in. Whenever you're ready to grow and protect your business while creating more balance in your life, here are three steps you can take. One, subscribe to this podcast. To request a free copy of Tom's newly published book, Unlocking Your Business DNA, email Tom at tperone at necgginc.com. And on the subject line, type DNA. Include your mailing address. And thirdly, take the one-minute scorecard and report to see how efficient you are in your business planning. Email tperone at necgginc.com and request scorecard. For additional information, click the show notes.